0: Like wanting to be the best, like no one ever was, so are the games of our lives. I confess, shorts are comfy and easy to wear, and these are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing on. night.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Games of Our Lives podcast. Tony, 10 out of 10 intro. That was absolutely beautiful. Folks, welcome to the Games of Our Lives. We run a little podcast here about video games and how they impacted who we are today as gamers. And today is no exception. In fact, today might be one of the most influential games in our lives. My name is Bill, accompanied, as always, By the magical, the mythical, the Pokemaster himself, Tony! Hey! And we are going to take a walk through the wonderful world of Pokemon today. But not just any Pokemon game. I mean, like, listen, we've covered a, a Pokemon game in our time here on this podcast. Tony, let the people know what we've got in store for them today.
0: Oh, we're talking about Gen 1, baby. We're talking about where it all started, Kanto.
1: Love it. Love it. I cannot wait to dive in to this wonderful world with you. But first, of course, as always, we got to cover a little bit of news. The
0: news. i got to work on that. I'm still trying to get the bugs out of that.
1: We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. First piece of news, there's been an induction into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. That's right. I'm talking about Dance Dance Revolution game and controller for the PlayStation. Also... A little game you might have heard of called The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And, unsurprisingly, Civilization. A <laughs> couple of bangers in there. It's more news to me that there's a video game Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, the full list this year, there's four games, and I've named three of them. So, the uh, it's uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization, Dance Dance Revolution, and Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> That's a solid lineup. I ain't gonna lie.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything bad about Sid Meier's Civilization because that could be a wonderful game and I don't know anything about it, but those other three are definitely bangers. I mean, that's th- that's all easy. <laughs> those are clear video game uh, innovators. DDR, I mean, Ocarina of Time was way, way ahead of its time, I think. And uh, Pac-Man is Pac-Man. I miss Pac-Man, they're all just... That's that's revolutionary stuff, tip my hat, good inductees. I don't know about Sid Meier's, but maybe one day in 20 years I'll play it.
1: Yeah, and apparently Ms. Pac-Man, I didn't know this, Ms. Pac-Man might have been retconned out of the Pac-Man universe. What? So a couple of arcade archives ports of the video game Pac-Land, which originally had Ms. Pac-Man and Junior Pac-Man, have been replaced with new characters called Pac Mom and Baby Pac. Dude,
0: that's a wag.
1: That's a huge wag. That's huge a, wag. Are you crazy? That yeah, that's insane. You know, apparently there's like legal issues behind Ms. Pac-Man's name that kinda kept her kept her off the books moving forward, but this is a relatively recent discovery that people have made, you know, as of like April or so. But yeah, R.I.P. to the Queen that's absurd i actually played ms pac-man more than i uh played pac-man in my life i would say me too it was on the sega genesis how could you not you know what i'm saying
0: yeah i played that that's one of my earliest video game memories like my parents would play that together and i would watch them and be like wow we're all doing video game related things this is a very very rare occasion in my life
1: it's a nice memory to have though huh
0: it is yeah i remember it very fondly but i just can't believe that
1: you know, go- know gone too soon
0: yeah i'm not i mean that's something that i'm not gonna stop <laughs> saying <laughs> no
1: like yeah no no she's she's Ms. Pac-Man. i don't care if you take the bow off and put her in a pink hat and high heels she's Ms. pac uh pac mommy is her bedroom name and <laughs> i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> next <laughs> <laughs> next piece of news nintendo switch sports came out this past week and a half Between the last two episodes, I'll say. And uh, it's a video game. And, of course, with any Nintendo active game comes some of the greatest things. And that is people just breaking their televisions. I love that there's been an influx over the last two weeks of people breaking their very nice televisions with tiny little Joy-Con bullets firing out of their arms. (laughs) To be fair, the game does warn you wear your joy-con wrist strap you gotta wear the wrist strap but also to be fair how much of a pain in the ass is it to take your joy-cons off of your switch attach the little switch adapter for the lr combo and you know wrist strap it's a pain in the butt let's be real when's the last time you used the joy-cons with the little shoulder bumper oh
0: um never i don't think yeah
1: yeah that little black bar that i'm pretty sure i've put on incorrectly and almost got the piece jammed onto my (laughs) joy-con before uh it it it, what no
0: you just can't use it probably super mario party i think they force you to use it
1: what are you forced to use the the little black bar bumper thing for it though or because i i've played super mario party and never once used that
0: i feel like it makes it
1: way easier Sure, but that's, listen, that's like playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with uh, tilt controls, you know what I'm saying? You gotta add a little spice to your gameplay. I
0: mean, when I'm in that lobby, everyone sees that I'm using them, even though it's a clear (laughs) lie, because at the end of the game, I don't have the little (laughs) tilt control symbol next to my character's name, but I keep telling them that I am using them.
1: I can respect that. It's one of my favorite Mario Kart 8 taunts. Mine is uh, Go Easy on me. That's fair. And I usually come in like eighth place. So they didn't. They don't listen online. So don't waste your breath. That's the takeaway there.
0: Yep, yeah, understood.
1: I mean, this is this is a perfect sequel to Wii Sports, in the sense that some televisions are just ready to go.
0: <laughs> Always a uh, oh, here's a, a Tony Market Watch tip for you, real quick. Um, for all you stock stock heads out there and stuff. Um, prior to a game like this coming out, it wouldn't be a bad idea to throw some stock into Samsung or Vizio or any kind of, you know, television company because you know people are going to have to buy some soon because they're just not wearing their wrist straps. So sell wrist straps and buy television stock. And that has been Tony's Stock Tip of the Day. Back to you, Bill.
1: Tony's Stock Tip of the Day of the Week. Oh, we gotta, we gotta keep that. <laughs> next piece of news, we will, we will. The next piece of news that we're gonna talk about is actually a book that was released this Aww. week. Now, now I know neither of us know how to read. We don't know how to read, and that's that's something that you know we're ashamed about and we live with every single day. However, one of my heroes growing up, and Tony, I'm assuming this man is your hero too, Mr. Reggie Fiza May. The man, you know, that basic, he was Mr. Nintendo of America for a, a good, what, two decades, like 20 years, just about. He he recently left Nintendo, as we all know, but he did drop a hot and spicy uh, memoir of his time at Nintendo, a little 225-page banger. No pictures. Not a single picture, not a single picture. It, it's called Disrupting the Game from the Bronx to the Top of Nintendo, and it tells Reggie, it's, a, it's like a tell-all that Reggie had that uh, he has a little secrets about Nintendo. And there's a couple of secrets that have come out from this book already. And, you know, I'll keep a couple of them private. But here's two that I found that Reggie maybe had a couple of uh, battles internally with maybe one Shigeru Miyamoto. And one was that he wanted Wii Sports to be a pack-in for the Wii. And Miyamoto didn't. And it looks like Reggie won that battle. And let's be real, Reggie was right.
0: Agreed. Definitely agreed.
1: I mean, let's let's be real. we Sports, and we covered Wii Sports a few episodes back, it is definitely one of those games that it is a quintessential game to a specific console, and there aren't a ton of games that are like, oh, you have this console? Well, you you obviously had to have played this game. Uh, but Wii Sports is kind of like head and shoulders above the rest i mean it has 82 million copies sold you know even though it, it technically came with like 80 percent of the the we systems
0: yeah i i guess by uh what's that word
1: the transitive property of <laughs> quadratic equations we can't read and we can't do math either fair
0: uh, also, that's not my hero, by the way. I want to clarify on that.
1: Um, good,
0: probably <laughs> a nice guy. I, I I hope, but yeah, I can't say that's my my hero. As long as the Cocoa Puffs mascot is around, I mean, that's someone I'm always gonna really look up to.
1: I I do. I grew up with Tony, as as some of you may know, and every time we hung out, you know, before he'd even say hello, we we lock eyes and he'd say, "I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs," and. Yeah. You know, we, fifteen years into our friendship, twenty years into our friendship, it's like, we get it. Y- you will like the puffs.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I appreciate you leaving out the part of me, you know, getting on my knees and doing the ceremonial bow and everything. But it's all. It's just. I just.
1: I, I figured that would be best.
0: <laughs> well, we, well, we got. It. I, I don't want to lie to anyone, but it is. It is what it is. It's.
1: We're an honest podcast here, and. You know, we'd never have anything, not even a, a bit called a lie of the week or anything <laughs> like that. That would be totally out of pocket, and I would never, ever subject our listeners to something like that. Like, come on now. Come on now.
0: Never. And I love, and, and I, also to keep the honesty trade going here, I, I just want to put a little asterisk next to Bill's statement there, assuming that we have um, listeners, because there's a chance that we don't.
1: So. <laughs> hey, last week we had a listener of the week. And it was Cat Daddy, and he did not win the Omegathon, according to my research, and therefore he is no longer the Listener of the Week. Oh. Uh. I, I know. It, it pains me to say. It really, it, it, it pains me to say. Yeah,
0: it hurts to hear. It really hurts, because it would have been nice to know that we have at least one listener, but in order for that to happen, he would have had to win, so... There was a lot of writing on that tournament or whatever he was doing, but we'll, we'll maybe find out. I'm sorry, out Cat
1: way. Daddy. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> 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 All love, brother. Uh, so we got another piece of news, and this one is hilarious to me because it's so much work for nothing. A computing, The Computing History Museum out of UK put together an $8,000 rig. That allows you to play Goldeneye 007 for the Nintendo 64 on four separate screens using, you know, one Nintendo console and four monitors. However, the monitors in the photo that they used are all right next to each other. So it's like, ah, guys, your heart was in the right place. But (laughs) you you think you're not going to be screen peeking at a screen that's, like the player one to player two thing is probably like the the biggest goof because it's like, oh no! Instead of having to look five pixels to the right, now I gotta look five inches to the right. It's not like the human eye is capable of that. But they were like, ah, oh, this'll stop screen peeking for sure. Come on, boys. I that's a Dunsky
0: move, I think.
1: For eight thousand dollars, you think you'd have the screens facing four different directions?
0: <laughs> you couldn't buy a <laughs> <Like> round you- <laughs>
1: table for that
0: much money. <laughs>
1: That's the crazy part. They put together like four high school desks for this. <laughs> what
0: Yeah. what about that picture if anyone looks up that picture? Oh yeah, nothing about that screams like $8,000 to me. That just looks <laughs> like they took four little like they're not even like PVM, monitors. they're just like <laughs> just like Windows 95
1: Gateway monitors. They look like those teleprompter news scroll monitors that you see in the, eight like, 1980s.
0: Yes. Yes. That and, like, one RF, like, switch thing that just, like, has all the AV cables. I don't know. I, I, I'm clearly talking out of my ass right now, but it, it can't be too far from what I'm saying, and I just have such a hard time thinking that it costs that much, although... I am quite ignorant to uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. I do know a little bit about hooking up stuff like that, but really, it really costs $8,000 to get one Nintendo 64 game put onto Ford. You can't just, like, figure that out.
1: <laughs> Tony, maybe one of our listeners can become the genius of the week and explain to our little uh, dumb brains why, why that would be an $8,000 project. And why they would choose to photograph the way they did. Because as it stands right now, just just connect it to one T V, fellas. You got this. It's okay. I mean, it's it's cool that you have an eight thousand dollar piece of hardware, I guess. Dope flex. But don't sit us all right next to each other where we can see. Come on now I mean the the my my friend
0: and I have said for years the dream would be able to play Mario Kart sixty four without split screen i think it would be a game changer so the fact that they did that is really cool
1: i mean with if they can do it with goldeneye
0: yeah that's what I'm, well i mean for another eight grand they probably could
1: right 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 and so tony if you got eight thousand smackaronis just laying around
0: i don't even have eight dollars lying around
1: <laughs> hey it's, it's a rough economy out there
0: i i was under the assumption that we were going to bring in some buku bucks from this podcast
1: Yo, the Buku Bucks are not coming.
0: No, nothing. Not a, not a penny.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is what's called a, a hobby.
0: Yeah, this is right from the heart. Yeah, we do this for,
1: for the love. Absolutely. And I love this next piece of news. One of my favorite Pokemon of all time, evolution's notwithstanding, is Grookey. I love Grookey. He's a sweet little boy. He's got a little drum hairpiece, and he goes boom, boom and that's, guess what that's stupid guess what you may hate grookey but he is the best gen 8 starter believe it or not and he is now available at build a bear <laughs> next <laughs> he's wearing a hawaiian shirt and he looks adorable stop being mean to my sweet little monkey boy
0: i don't care if oh he's god wearing he's
1: a pope outfit <laughs> what are you gonna say He's $65. Never mind. Throw him in the trash. Grookey sucks. Moving on. (laughs) $65 $65
0: for a plushie? That's eight times Tony's net worth. Okay. Thank you for the shot. You said yourself you had $8. I clearly said I don't have $8. So try to fix your math, Mr. (laughs) Reader. I
1: I told the people I don't know how to math.
0: You did say that. You did say that. I eat my words. Yeah, what's up with weird price things all of a sudden? Like, that's gotta be just the government, right? It's like someone going, yeah, I'm gonna... Oh, you sent the link. All right, let me talk some, some smack about it. It's kinda cute. I, I, yeah, it's it's cute, but like... I, I mean, like, that shirt... Sure- if there was a human sized shirt of that with the Pokeballs on it in the design, the shirt wouldn't even be worth sixty five. Like, I, I just don't understand people are just like coming up with numbers. I think.
1: It, it, oh, absolutely.
0: It, it's just like how much for the table and the, the four TVs and the Nintendo with the controllers, the in the game. I don't know, eight eight thousand sound okay? Sure, yeah, that sounds fine. What about this stuffed animal? It has a shirt on. has a little piece inside that makes noises. I don't know. Eight grand
1: sound okay? Yeah, that's good. I mean, here's the thing. You know, there's, there's this brand that's been out for a long time. It's called, uh, I want to say it's Original Stitch. Yeah. And they make, like, button-down, nice Pokemon-themed shirts. Uh, you know, not for nothing. But they have just, like, these normal-ass, like, shirts that you can find at Cole's. For $15. They slap a picture of, of Gengar. These shirts are probably mostly polyester. Uh, tragic. And they're over $100. Yeah. Like, um... like over 100 like an a polo shirt is $80. That's a crime. Like, no offense, Pokemon shirts, but who do you think is affording these? Because people who can afford Pokemon shirts probably aren't wearing their Pokemon shirts to business meetings. Unless they are, and I'm just... A loser. I mean, I'm
0: not I'm not gonna say that, but no, you're not. You're a nice guy. You're a wonderful man. Let me start no, with thanks. that. Yeah, when those shirts originally came out, I actually looked at all of them. all like the Canto 151 ones, and I was like, wow, these designs are incredible, and they are extremely professional. I want to say and pretty like classy. That I think you could wear them to like a white collar event or or something like that and be like, wow, that looks very dapper. That's a nice looking shirt. But again, I think when they came out, they were like a hundred bucks a shirt. And I was like, I will never spend a hundred dollars on a shirt like that. Like Like if I had money to the point that I didn't care, maybe I would buy one or two, but like, that's just absurd, an absurd amount of money. And that's stupid. That's just like outrageous. And It's insane. If people buy them, that's good for them. But it's like one of those things where, I don't know, the food at a restaurant could taste good. But if you want to go to a fancy restaurant, it's just going to cost way more. And all the drinks that you get are going to be way more. And people just don't care. They will go and they will spend more on something than they have to because they think it's worth it. And sometimes it makes me wonder, like, if you could pull off that fancy look, if you could really convince people that what you're selling is high quality and that you're a professional, like, classy business or something, like, people will pay you for that. And it's pretty ridiculous. Instead of taking the low road of, or not the low road, but they're just a separate road, rather, of a quantity, just like, alright, let's just sell it for cheap and get as many flips in as we can and we'll get profit that way they're just like yeah we'll get less you know traffic in here but every person that we get we'll we'll get so much profit from that we'll try it that way and I think both ways have their ups and their downs but it's definitely a an interesting way to go about something like that because I think anyone with a brain could look at a t-shirt and go it's not worth a hundred dollars that's like I just don't understand like I went to um a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament recently, a regional, just to like see how people were doing, and I saw so many people wearing Yeezys, and I was like, "Those are like four hundred dollars shoes." Yeah. I was like, "All right, all right,
1: all right, all right, I need to cut you off here because I have a op- I have opinions on this. There's got to be a lot of people just rocking knockoff Yeezys, right? Because like know. I I walk around the supermarket, and I guarantee you, at least one time per grocery tri- uh, trip, at least. I've noticed sometimes two or even three people are rocking Yeezys, just getting their shopping on. And I'm like, not for nothing. Like, why would you put that kind of wear and tear at a grocery store? Someone could spill a hot piping bowl of spaghetti on you. feet. No. Oh, no. You're going to get your $400 Yeezys all up in a tizzy instead of protecting them by wearing, I don't know, Skechers? It's the S? <laughs>
0: It's literally the ass, and I promise you, I am the guy that walks around the supermarket eating spaghetti out of a bowl.
1: <laughs> you gotta watch out for Tony, folks. I'm just... If it ain't spaghetti, it's cocoa puffs, and nobody's feet are safe.
0: <laughs> no, I'm literally just like eating, not looking at the bowl, just inspecting all the shoes of the passerbyers. That was a paying gig for you
1: for a little while. That
0: was kind of kind of cool. It wasn't bad, yeah. I really couldn't believe that they actually wanted me to to do that for work. I did get paid to do that for a little bit. This is an episode about Pokemon, Kanto, Gen One, by the way. That's what we're ultimately getting at with all of this.
1: We're, we're getting there. We're almost. We're literally almost there. I mean, we're a half hour in and we've been
0: talking about not knowing how to read Cocoa Puffs and Yeezys. So whatever kind of, you know, dumb, dumb knucklehead podcast this is turning into, maybe you should just go listen to a different podcast. Just turn us off right now and just talk to a sneakerhead
1: We can't let cat daddy away, alright? He's gone. Bill, there's never been a cat daddy, dude. Come back to us, cat daddy.
0: That entire video game tournament didn't even exist. You just made all that up to make it seem like we have the upper hand to let someone go if they don't win a tournament. That person doesn't exist. That tournament doesn't exist. They never listen. No one's ever listened to this.
1: You know what? I've listened to this. Why would you ever listen to it? Because I have to edit these episodes, okay? Why? (laughs) For what? Because I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you wanted to hear, Dad?
0: (laughs) I tried to get you involved in sports when you were younger. I tried to sign you up for T-ball, soccer field... You never wanted any of that. You always just wanted to sit in your room with these stupid games. You told me that if I
1: played middle school so- uh, baseball, that you would buy me booster packs of Pokemon cards growing up, and damn it, I held up my end of the bargain. I avoided every pitch thrown at me, okay? I didn't get hit by one ball. Yeah,
0: but that's not really considered playing. You're just standing there and playing are two separate things. Just because you
1: show up doesn't mean you're actually participating. Listen, that's time I could be spending playing video games, but here I am being an active participant. I got hit in the head with a baseball one time, and it hurt my head a little bit, okay? I didn't cry, but I wanted to real bad. I love you, son. I love you too, Dad. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's go get some cocoa Puffs. That
0: sounds so
1: good. (laughs) Hey, uh, quick question, though. Uh, What were you going to say about those Yeezys?
0: Uh, where where's everyone getting all this money from, <laughs> right? What what happened that like everything in the world is more expensive, but everyone can still afford it, <laughs> doing the same exact thing?
1: Here's the here's the real question that I have. So Yeezys are are relatively expensive. The Pokemon dress up shirts are markedly less expensive than the Yeezys. So you would think the ratio of yeezys to pokemon shirts that you would see in the wild would be a little closer than what you see in in the real world i'm just saying it it seems a little weird to me i saw an 80 year old woman with yeezys and i have not seen outside of a convention setting ever see a person wearing a pokemon dress shirt
0: that is fair and I guess the only thing I really have to say to that is I was talking to one of my friends that I haven't seen in a very long time at that regional, and he too was wearing a pair of the Yeezys. And I said, it, "What? What is the hype? What is Like, why? You know?" And he just goes, "These are the comfiest shoes I've ever worn." And I'm like, "Wow. All right. I guess that settles that. For four hundred dollars, I again one day when I could afford a Build-A-Bear." Maybe I will buy myself a pair of Yeezys.
1: That's our thoughts. That's the end of the podcast, folks. Dude, thanks uh, so if much, tuned, guys. If you tuned in for some Gen 1 information, you got baited. Get wrecked. Lie of the week, bitch. Lie of the week, baby. Just kidding. Uh, folks, we're going to talk now about Pokemon so you don't leave the podcast. Please stay. Please listen. Please. And please enjoy. Please. Tony. I think let's talk about kicks
0: some more. Now, I'm not talking about the cereal, but we could talk about Kix cereal, too, if you want.
1: Hey, kid-tested, mother-approved. I mean, what more could you want in a cereal? <laughs>
0: they were very good. I will say that.
1: Yeah, you know what? For, a, for a like, what would be considered a one-note cereal, <laughs> Kix was kind of underrated. They were. I forgot about Kix. They're just the vanilla Cocoa Puff of the world.
0: Yeah. All right. I could finally say... 26 or 27 episodes, and that something good has come out of this podcast. That's pretty nice. I'm going to go buy myself a box of kicks, I think, once I save up oh. a
1: little bit. So, this week we are talking about the one and only Pokemon Generation 1, the granddaddy of them all. Originally debuting in Japan in February of 1996 and then making its way downtown, walking fast, faces passing them homebound <laughs> to America. In September of 1998. A two year gap. Back in back in the day, back in like the nineties, it wasn't uncommon for video games to come out in Japan, you know, somewhere in the six month to eighteen month window of time, like where it was like there's a huge gap where like Japan just gets the game first. And like that largely has gone away as of these days. I mean, this was exciting. This was exciting, and I think it's good that There was such a gap because the way these games were released, it it, it really almost feels like they're two separate video games. Just you can tell there's been more refinement and they kind of tweaked a lot of stuff going in. But Pokemon, red version, blue version, and yellow version will be the games that we talk about today because those are the games that we played. I don't know if you played green version out of Japan. Tony, did you play green version out of Japan? I have it, but I haven't played it. That's pretty cool that you have it, though. Thanks. Yeah, I found a really,
0: before, I mean, this is years ago when I was just buying stuff for collecting. I found a lot of all the Game Boy and Game Boy Color Pokemon games in Japanese on eBay for like $21, I think, for all seven, which was an absolute steal. And then we Super went to- steal. Yeah, and then we went to like, a, a year or two later, we went to a store in New York City, and they had, like, Japanese Pokemon Yellow for, like, $40, and I was like, this is, New York sucks, like, this sucks, like, these are not worth anything, but, I they're right. complete in box, I'm sure they're worth something, but they're all just- I mean, it's burn. a novelty
1: piece at the very least.
0: Yeah, I'm very happy to have them. Definitely get some steals on eBay back in the day. Hard to do it now, but happens once in a while.
1: Why, did you play green? Uh, no, I did not play green. I've only played red, blue, and yellow
0: fair yeah I barely I have very little experience with red actually I played blue was my first Pokemon game and yellow was my second and uh me too really yeah
1: yeah Aw, oh, sweet I mean I have red now we're just gonna give a brief summary of what Pokemon is Pokemon is a video game where you battle collect and trade these different monsters and you can carry around a team of them and face off against other trainers and interact with a, a magical world Your goal as a 10-year-old child is to train these monsters up, battle the eight gym leaders across the land, and face off against the Elite Four to become the Pokemon League champion. It's baby's first JRPG, and it's fantastic. (laughs) Hey, Tony. Hey. Hey, what was your first experience with uh, a Pokemon video game like? It was absolutely
0: magical. To tell you the truth, it was Christmas 99, maybe 98, I don't remember. My six or seven year old boy, or my six or seven year old self, was just. (laughs) I needed it. I literally needed it. I knew that I needed it. I was in school, and like any, you know, easily influenced baby boy, I remember kids coming in with. Pokemon cards that was probably like third grade and I saw a Diglett and I was like oh I want that base set Diglett I want a million copies of that what is this this is the coolest thing ever when they came in with Yu-Gi-Oh cards in like fifth grade I was like this is the coolest thing ever yeah I was just hooked as a kid something about these non-off-putting very interesting not like chibi-esque but like some there's just, like, an attraction to the appearance of of Pokemon, I guess. Like, the aesthetic of it all. Yeah, I love the art style, and I love... It, it just, like, drew me right in. Like, it, it took nothing. That was... It was, like, meant for me, I felt, like, when I saw Pokemon. I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be ingratiated in being this person that... I'm just a trainer. I just, I want to collect them, and I want to, I want a team, and I want to have, like, a a bond with these creatures that, this is just, like, the coolest thing ever, and they all have different, like, abilities and attributes, like, of the world, and, and they just interact in different ways, and they get stronger, and they do different things, but they're still, like, your buddies, and they, they're, like, some of them are cute, and it's just, like, they're, they're just, like, the coolest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then the game came out, and I, I got it for Christmas. And I was so, so stoked. And playing it was, I mean, nothing short of, like, miraculous. You know, like, that was... It, it lived up to all the hype. It, it, just, it just set a bar for me forever in my life. Like, playing that game was basically the same as getting like Super Smash Brothers for 64 like or just anything for the 64 like when I played Genesis it was like one of the first most influential games of my childhood of my entire life and it just set like a a new precedent of like you think this is really cool and it wasn't it wasn't like games are now where the bar is set so high and I don't have as much patience. It was like, I think this is cool. I want to see what it is. And then you're in it and everything about it is so magical. Like being in Pallet walking in the grass, not being allowed to go up there and trying to figure it out. And then you do and the lore behind stuff when you're in school. There's no internet. You're just talking to your friends about stuff. And it was just like this whole world we were all opened up to. And it was just so... It was just so, so cool into a, it just felt like I belonged in it, you know, it just like after that, I was like, yeah, that's everything I, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, somehow it was everything I wanted it to be. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And that's just stuck with me forever. I mean, that's
1: when it came out, we were what, somewhere in the age between seven and nine years old.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: We were, we were literally the perfect age for Pokemon when it first came out, right? Yeah. You know, you play as a 10-year-old going through this world. It just, like, between the video game coming out, the anime dropping in 1999, the Pokemon card game, which came out right around the same time, it was a perfect storm. And, you know, there's a reason that you you don't hear about it often these days but pokemania was a thing like it it really it really defined an era those late 90s really it was all pokemon all the time and it's crazy to me that there there's still so much love and adoration even for like the original pokemon so much so that literally uh, game freak cannot stop doing generation 1 stuff ever like Never. they try as they might they Always come back to Gen 1. You know, Pokemon Red and Blue were remade and re released uh, with Fire Red and Leaf Green. And then they also had, just a few years ago on the Switch, they had Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which are just remakes of Red and Blue again. When Pokemon Go launched back in 2016, it all started with just Gen 1 Pokemon. And they're, I mean, their mascot's Pikachu, who's been around since day one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I remember growing up, I remember being in elementary school, and one of my best friends had a Game Boy Pocket that he would bring to Recess, and he would play Pokemon Red version. And, you know, I, I asked him one day, I was like, you know what? You know, I saw, because I used to get Nintendo Power Magazine, so I was like, you know, I, I'm aware of what this is, but I, I haven't really experienced it. Like, what do you think? And he's like, honestly, it's it's one of my favorite Things ever, And I was like, man, that's like really cool. I didn't have a Game Boy at the time. So he actually lent me his Game Boy over the weekend and was like, here, play this and let me know what you think. And first of all, in my brain, I'm like, like looking back, I don't know how I pulled off a an eight year old. Please take home my Game Boy. I trust you <laughs> to give it back to me in perfect condition that I uh, sent it off in. I don't think you could do that these days. Like that's, it. but it but it happened and it worked that way. Huge tip of the hat. I, I just pff, listen. That had to be divine intervention. <laughs> but he actually he didn't lend me his Game Boy Pocket. He lent me his uh, original Game Boy, this big effing brick, mm. and and I had the you know the wonderful classic you know off green screen <laughs> playing his copy of Pokemon Red. And when I did get that copy uh, to play, I I did pick Charmander as my very original starter. Tony, who was your first starter?
0: You know, I really wish I remembered. I hate to say it because I
1: love Charmander. He's in my top ten favorite
0: Pokemon. But as a kid, there is a small part of me that thinks I may have chosen Blastoise, actually, or Squirtle. I don't remember to this day.
1: I haven't been able to remember for years. I, so I, I loved the game, right I, I took the game home, loved it I probably put 15 to 20 hours into that game over the course of that weekend. Wow yeah, just eating breathing sleeping Pokemon and I told my parents I was like listen, I love this. I don't care what you have to tell Santa <laughs> but uh this is the thing that I need so and it was it was awesome. Because my parents were like, alright, I, I have a sister. And the two of us ended up getting a lot of, like, paired gifts growing up. And this is probably, like, the the best paired gift we ever got for Christmas. Was we each got a Game Boy Color. I had the, the traditional purple. She got the pink. And we were given each a copy of Pokemon. And I got Pokemon Blue. And she got Pokemon Red. And we just played together. And it started this... Insane journey where me and her and my cousin Ronnie next door who we lived next to We would literally after school just about every single day hang out We had some woods in our backyard And while there was still sunlight outside we'd hang out in the woods And we would play Pokemon and we got this device called a link cable Where you could connect game boys together and you can trade Pokemon and you can battle Pokemon my sister got really really mad at me because i traded her a pokemon with a nickname and the thing about nicknamed pokemon in generation oh and all the generations is if it's traded to you and it has a nickname you can't get rid of that nickname Mm -hmm. and i did nickname a coughing ass Ooh. and she's never getting that one back it's like she just forever had a coughing named ass she was very upset it made her cry (laughs) and i i I went and traded her a new coughing because i i felt bad but i did at the time i thought it was funny i didn't think it was mean but she did not enjoy that
0: that's fair
1: she's also two years younger than me so she was probably six or seven
0: yeah it's not a good word not a good
1: word it's a naughty word. It's a, it's a naughty, a no-no word, if you will. You know, after, after receiving Pokemon, it was like, I don't know that there's another franchise that exists in the video game universe where I'm as ready for a day one purchase as, as I am with Pokemon, I, I, at least like the, the new generations, right? Because uh, even with Generation 8, which we dunk on all the time, that was still a day one purchase oh yeah and you know what we got scarlet and violet coming out uh, later on this year which still is insane to me that pokemon insane. scarlet and violet is coming out in less than six months probably yeah like that's crazy and it's gonna be a, a day one purchase i don't know which version i'm gonna get yet but either way it's 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 coming home to papa and <laughs> you know i Without Pokemon, like I don't, I don't know who I'd be. Like I, I based my whole, you know, I used to make Let's Plays on YouTube, and my first Let's Play and most of my Let's Plays were Pokemon games, and you know, even on Twitch, like I play a ton of Pokemon games, and it's, it, it's part of literally part of who I am as a person. And Tony, I, I feel like you feel very, very similarly.
0: Oh yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh yeah. Definitely part of who I am. And I love it. It is me. I I think there are times throughout my life where I've questioned myself and my motives and my goals and stuff and I think I don't regret any of it. Like I think now like being a nerd is in and that's fine whatever that even means to be in but like I think growing up, people could question things that you're doing. Like, why are you doing that? Like, you're just playing games all the time and stuff. And I would think to myself, this is something that people, even though this is a magical, unbelievable world that I'm completely enveloped in and obsessed with, people just made this. And I'm like, people made this, and does that make it, like, weird that I'm just, like, obsessed with, like, something that someone made? And then I thought about, like all athletes. I thought about like all chess players. I thought about all like movie actors and and stuff and I'm like all that stuff is just things that people came up with. They're like let's just put the basketball and you gotta shoot this and do it there and we'll make some rules and now you have all these people who are obsessed with it and all different sports and players and fans and stuff and I'm like they're just things that people like more than other things and, and you can't take that away from anybody. I'm like, I don't care if it's nerdy or not. That means nothing to me. Like, I, I think this is really cool. And I stand by that now. No matter what I like, I, I kind of wear it with pride because I'm just like, I'm gonna listen to this music or I'm gonna play this game and be like, I genuinely like... I know it's cool because I like it. You know what I mean? So if anyone came up to him and was like, "What is that?" It's just like, "Oh, I I have confidence in my style. I have confidence in what I like." So I'm just like, that that by itself makes it cool to me, like regardless of what you think, you know?
1: And I respect that about you because even when the grocery store managers are telling you, "Please stop eating spaghetti in our <laughs> store." You you stay you stand your ground and you're like, "Listen, I'm here." I'm shoe inspecting, and I might get some spaghetti on some Yeezys, but it's who I am, officer
0: <laughs> that was my yeah that was my court statement actually and the judge let me go after I said that. I'm surprised you remember that.
1: hey, you were setting precedence with that court case. I'm proud of you, man.
0: It's 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 the sauce on the side of the lip that sold it. I think I saw a tear come
1: out of the judge's eye. It was a nice bolognese too. I was, you know what? I think that got him. I think that got him.
0: Yeah, it's crazy cuz at the at the end I was like walking out of the courtroom and there were like all the microphones in my face and just like, "Oh, you know, you're the crazy spaghetti guy. Like, what are you doing?" And and one little kid came up to me and he was just holding a fork and he's just like, "Can I have some of your spaghetti?" And I was just like, absolutely not go get your own spaghetti little shit and that was like one of the defining moments of my life i think
1: i mean that was a bigger moment than you know when lebron james went to the heat
0: it was a big it was big and that moment always hits me a funny way because i've been literally practicing and i had to ask one of my friends to help me and you know how much i I suffer with not being able to keep a straight face during jokes and yeah. I I literally relate to that clip so much because he couldn't get through that like sentence without laughing at the beginning like he I saw myself in LeBron James when he started like he literally had to say it. it's it's not a laughing matter or something to, like, try to calm himself down. But he, like, literally cracked, like, when he was about to say it. And that's been me, like, my entire life. But I've been working on it the past couple weeks. Just, like, my friend made me read funny texts and just, like, things over and over and over until it wasn't funny anymore. Until I could just, like, be in an acting zone. And it helped me out a lot. So, yeah. I'm cured a little bit.
1: And, and tying this back to Pokemon, I mean... Uh, who's your favorite uh, Pokemon trainer to battle in the original games? Ooh, um, wow, that's an interesting question. Do you have one? My favorite trainer battle in all of Generation 1 is the second-to-last Gary Oak battle. Gary Oak is your rival, and he, he pops up from time to time to, to really just be a, 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 a pain in your behind. And right before you challenge the Elite Four, or at least make your way towards Victory Road and making your way towards the Elite Four, right after you snag that last badge, the Earth Badge, from the evil Giovanni. Also, can we talk about the anti-Italian undertones of Pokemon Generation 1? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But right as, you're, right as you're about to go to the, uh, the Victory Road here, gary comes out of the bushes and he's like ah time for actually the hardest battle in the game (laughs) gotcha bitch and (laughs) that was the first time in my video game life where i i uh i got caught unawares and just got bullied the first couple of times i played this game Mm. yeah so that's my favorite uh trainer battle
0: I don't know if I have one to tell you the truth. that's a good one. That's a really good one. There are so many memorable ones there's so. Many, I'm thinking about all the different routes and all
1: the different areas and stuff. I mean, do you have a favorite like gym leader or elite four member?
0: I don't like anyone. They're all competition. They all need to go down.
1: you know. Ooh, I like that killer mindset
0: yeah they're all they're all the enemy, I think. Nothing comes to, there are so many, I mean, I could name, like, 30 off the top of my head and not a single one just, like, really stands out as a crazy good battle.
1: How about that one jerk in, uh, Mount Moon who's protecting his precious fossils?
0: Yeah, I hate that guy.
1: Yeah, like, I want him to go down. I, I wish you got Mega Kick earlier, actually, so you could Mega Kick his Pokemon in the face.
0: Yeah, that would have been sweet. That would have been pretty sweet. Before we
1: go to quiz time, though... And I'll let you I'll let you stew on this uh, favorite trainer situation. Okay. I I feel like I'd be doing this podcast a disservice if we didn't kind of break down what these different versions were all about. There are two versions that came out in America originally: Pokemon Red version and Blue version, and they are essentially the same game with a couple of tweaks. And those tweaks are basically version exclusive Pokemon you know, the red version and blue version have different Pokemon that you'll find in the wild and different encounter rates on different uh, locations. And there are also different Pokemon in the uh, the little gambling center, the game corner, if you will, that you could purchase. And some of them were version exclusive. And the way to catch them all, which is, which is Pokemon's tagline, got to catch them all, was to use the link cable and and trade Pokemon between friends, and that's what got Pokemon banned in schools, baby. <laughs> that that and the Pokemon card black market.
0: <laughs> what lunch money?
1: Yo, seriously, definitely no kids who traded Pokemon cards for lunch tickets, and definitely no kids who traded Pokemon cards for real world items. Ooh, I was I actually traded an Alakazam card for a copy of Final Fantasy II for the Super Nintendo. Jeez, both good items to have now. Right, I feel like I feel like that was... And it was actually the same friend that originally let me borrow his Game Boy. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I think that was a win-win trade going back 25 years.
0: That's crazy. I love hearing stuff like that.
1: There was also a third version of the game, Tony. <gasps> yeah, a third version of the game. And it came out about... A year later, and that was our boy Pikachu had his own Pokemon special Pikachu Edition yellow version. Where instead of choosing one of Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur, the original three starter Pokemon, you were assigned a Pikachu with the inability to evolve, stayed a Pikachu throughout the whole game. This game actually kind of tailored itself to be played along with the anime as it did incorporate a couple of characters from the anime, although they they did as good a job as possible not putting direct names. When you did fight Jesse and James from Team Rocket, they were just called Team Rocket. You know, there there's two characters in the anime. Their names are Jesse and James, and they are a constant foil character for Ash Ketchum, who's the main character in Pokemon. And literally in every single episode in the anime, they're cooking up some sort of nefarious plan and Ash and his friends usually save the day. They don't really replace anybody, they just kind of like stand in as an extra rival battle in the game. And the the biggest upgrade that Pokémon Yellow brings from uh Pokémon Red and Blue is that you get a little Pokémon that follows you in the overworld that you could interact with. Love it. And you could talk to your Pikachu. And the Pikachu in this game was voice acted. So you got to hear through one of the worst speakers in the world. A little <laughs> <Pikachu-go-like>, Pikachu go <laughs> like, And it was the coolest thing in the dang world. Loved Pokemon Yellow. I played the heck out of it. That was actually one of my first video games that uh, the battery died on me. Really? Like the internal battery, yeah. I probably had like 250 hours at least in that game.
0: Wow.
1: Loved Pikachu Edition, and uh, yeah, it was just one of my favorite games. That was a a birthday game, too. Really? The game came out two days before my birthday, and uh, that's what I got for my birthday that year.
0: Oh, that's so good. I forget when I got mine, but I loved it, too, being able to have Pikachu... As your starter, you felt like Ash and being able to get all three starters. It was such just so, so cool to play that storyline. And uh, yeah, the little differences that they did in the game, having Pikachu follow you around and stuff. It definitely was a very cool third like version.
1: I loved it. They updated all the sprites, which was really, really nice as well. The sprites ended up looking a little bit more like how the Pokemon were supposed to look. Yeah. As opposed to in Red and Blue, where they were still kind of uh, a little crude, and some of them just unrecognizable. Blastoise looked silly in Pokemon Blue. I'm not gonna lie. He was. He looked like the Michelin Man. He straight up a big old bubble boy. (laughs) That's basically the difference with uh, the Pikachu edition. A couple of uh, you know version exclusives. uh, Nothing that wasn't already in either Red or Blue but I think it had just, like, a few more Pokemon uh, in its base game. Uh, This Pikachu cannot be evolved or released. Didn't know that you couldn't release the Pikachu. That's interesting. That is interesting. You can trade it, though. Can you? And I'm pretty sure if you trade it and then trade it back, Pikachu uh, gains the ability to evolve.
0: Interesting.
1: And there is one battle in the game, a a couple of battles, actually, that can influence how the rest of the game is played. When you fight Gary Oak, who ends up taking Eevee as his starter Pokemon, depending if you uh, win or lose one or two of the first initial battles with uh, Gary, and in in those games, if you lose those battles, uh, it's not like a, a game over. It will influence what Eevee evolves into.
0: Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that.
1: So, if you win both of the battles, he'll eventually evolve into Jolteon. If you uh, lose both battles, he'll uh, do Vaporeon. And if you win one, he goes Flareon. Huh. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that. And uh, also, the gym leaders have their teams changed up in this game to reflect their Pokemon that are in the anime. Like uh, Lieutenant Surge, or as I called him my entire growing up self, LT Surge. (gasps) Has just a Raichu, as opposed to, like, a whole team of electric types.
0: Really? I forgot about that.
1: Now, before we jump into our little uh, quizzes that we have set up for each other, who's your favorite Gen 1 Pokemon? Ooh. Mew, I think. It's pretty good. I'm still surprised you didn't pull the trigger on the, uh, the giant Mew Funko Pop.
0: Yeah, I have the small one. I almost did it, and I just didn't do it. I still kind of want it, but it's not something that I can't get now for the same price. So it's one of those things where I'm like, as long as I could get it at some point, maybe I will, but I'm just happy to have the small one.
1: Uh, Mew is a great Pokemon. It's adorable. It is the first Pokemon, depending on how you look at it. It is all Pokemon. I mean, best character in the movie. So innocent. 10 out of 10. Love him. So pure. I also, so Mew is not available in the games without cheating, and Mew is awesome when you get him, because he learns, like, just really cool moves. Uh, He's the only Pokemon outside of Ditto that learns Transform, which is wild.
0: Yeah, Mew is so cool. You could, the glitches to get him in Pokemon Yellow, or her, I guess it, is proper, the, the glitches that you can do are so, so cool,
1: I think. Oh, absolutely. He's under the truck by the SSN, right? Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's before we before we jump away, and my favorite Pokemon by the way is Zapdos. So good. So Always good. Always loved Zapdos. It's, he's been my favorite Pokemon, probably since I could get him in the game, because I don't know why, but I thought Drill Peck was like the best move in all of Pokemon for a very <laughs> long time. Uh, and let's be real, Drill Peck is probably the best flying type move in the game. Yeah. And it just, just wrecked train on people. Gimme give, give me Thunderbolt and Drill Peck, baby. That's all I need. That's it. That Lapras is going down. <laughs> There's also one Pokemon in Gen 1 that doesn't have a number attached to him. Ooh. And I feel like I'd be remiss to omit this Pokemon from from the roster because Let's be real. If you grew up playing Generation One, this Pokemon was, I would say, arguably more important than some Pokemon like Lickitung, or Goldeen and Mr. Mime. Uh, Tony, what Pokemon? Am I, what eh? What Pokemon am I talking about? The Missing No. Oh, it's Missing No. Baby. Now, Missing No. is a uh, a glitch Pokemon that only exists when you do uh, a certain couple of actions in game. Force pokemon spawns in a certain area of the game and when you do encounter them it can uh cause one of many things to happen to your game but the number one reason why did people go looking for missing no tony to get more items there is an item duplication glitch that if i believe it was whatever item is in the number six slot in your item list if you encounter missing no, that item becomes like it goes from whatever number it was to like 150 or something like that. <laughs> uh l- let's be real. What's the number one item you had to do with uh, use that for?
0: Either rare candies or master balls?
1: Uh those were the two. Yes. Uh, in my in my heart it was rare candies. Yeah, that was my go-to cuz I was like, "Listen, there's only 150 Pokémon. None of them are impossible to catch." I caught Listen, I caught Zapdos with an Ultra Ball. I'm going to use the Master Ball on Mewtwo, because what else are you going to use it on, really? Yeah. So it was Rare Candies for me, because you got to get all those Pokemon. I, listen, you don't want to train a Gertini all the way to a Dragonite. That's that's a hustle right there. That's that's painful.
0: There was no experience share for uh, like the way it is now. There was an experience share, but one Pokemon had to hold it, and it got half of the experience that your main Pokemon got. I think they split it, actually, so... It's not broken the way it is now. Yeah, the, it ex-
1: was... the experience share takes, yeah, and it just, it splits it across the whole team. Because you couldn't give an item to a Pokemon, so if you had the experience share, and you had six Pokemon in team, six Pokemon would split 60 EXP oh, down to 10 apiece. Oh,
0: is that yeah. how it looked? Oh, I thought it was a hold item. Oh. I,
1: I, no, because there are no hold items in Gen 1. Oh,
0: you're right, there aren't
1: any. Oh, shoot. Okay, you're right, you're right. I think the way it worked is the active Pokemon got half, and then the other half was split across the team.
0: Oh, that's so bad.
1: But, yeah, that's terrible. It's awesome. it's terrible. Yeah, we grinded so, as kids. Man, the the reason that there was 250 hours in Pokemon Yellow was just because I was playing the game, and it just took that long.
0: <laughs> the reason we don't grind anymore is because we put our, our time in, we punched that time card like when we were much younger, so now it is just
1: bots forever baby walking uphill both ways to school kind of uh energy right here but it ain't wrong (laughs) (laughs) now tony hey it's time yes it's quiz time baby quiz it's quiz time now this hasn't been established yet but uh winner of this uh there's a prize at stake here is there really (laughs) let's go dude Tony, next time that we hang out, the loser has to buy the winner a small French fry from McDonald's.
0: Oh, can't do it, dude. Can't do it. Can't and do I'll it. Tell, I'll tell you, what, not not because of a financial issue or anything like that, but I'll, I'll, I'll. Even though I don't have four dollars to spend. Do they huh? still
1: use like their beef fat to cook their fries in or something?
0: No, I just had. Uh, I'm done with McDonald's forever. What? Yeah, done. Done, done, done. What happened? I want to do this quiz so bad, but I have- This is the biggest (laughs) wag, dude. This is the biggest wag, dude.
1: Alright, as fast as I could say it, as fast as I could say it. Tony proceeded to ramble on for, according to my calculations, 8 minutes and 47 seconds, regarding how a code on his app did not work and the employee did not know how to handle the situation. We shall resume the episode. That's ass, you're a shit
0: company, and I'm done. So, if you wanna do something else for who wins this, and I promise you, and I said to you that, uh, I can't talk, I said this to you before, when we were talking about the quiz that we came up with, the quizzes, I said... If you're anything like me, and I think you are, I have made these questions near impossible for you to answer. I, I, If you get one of these right, I will be very impressed. Maybe you'll get one, max you'll get all five. I have five questions for you. Whatever you want to bet on that, you tell me. Can't be McDonald's. Thank right, went, you for sm- the rant. Small
1: fry, f- small fry from Wendy's. Let's go. Deal. All right. Easy peasy. There's a lot on the line here, folks. I love a small fry. Uh. I actually have five questions now. By the way, let's oh, let's go. So, uh, you first.
0: All right, we're gonna go one for one, or just one
1: for one, one for one.
0: All right, question number one. No cheating, Scouts' honor.
1: Scouts' honor, no cheating. Who designed Pikachu? Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> uh, that come on now. That's that's malarkey. I'm just gonna guess satoshi tajiri because i don't know any other names
0: oh uh, that's just not right unfortunately the correct answer is atsuko nishida all right well she designed
1: the art for pikachu O oh for one
0: oh for, i have a feeling we're gonna go O oh for 10.
1: tony here's your question hit me uh no peeking what color is vermilion <laughs> what color is it yeah like what color of the rainbow is Vermilion most similar to? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um green? That's what I would have said. <laughs> uh it's actually red.
0: Oh, okay, that was I was either thinking green, blue, or purple, so I'm I'm okay with that. Wow, okay. A little art class in here. Alright. Tie game, tie game going to round two.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which Pokemon is number 61 in the Pokedex? Oh, God. What Pokemon's number 61 in the Pokedex? I'm going to say Alakazam. Ooh. Actually, Poliwhirl. Oh, okay. Close. I think you're pretty close, actually, with that, though. I wonder what number Alakazam is. (laughs) I said 61.
0: Alakazam is 65. (laughs) that is impressive yeah go uh Polyrath, abracadabra i almost want to give you half a point but
1: i can't do it because the fries it might be a tiebreaker if that's where we end up that's fair my next question for you uh coughing and wheezing were named after two american cities in the pokemon beta name those cities oh geez oakland and chicago New York and L.A. Oh, I was close. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'd like those answers because I feel like they're more accurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, ladies and gentlemen, we got a tie
1: game going into
0: round three. All righty, Tony,
1: hit me with your best shot. This is doable.
0: One, one of these questions is very doable. You'll see. It's actually the last question. All right. Question three for Bill. Which Pokemon's dex entry is this? Puts enemies to sleep, then eats their dreams. Occasionally gets sick
1: from eating bad dreams. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Hypno. Oh, it's drowsy, bro.
0: Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, man,
1: that's that's a doozy.
0: Oh, I really thought you were going to say, like, Haunter or Gengar, but you went right for the right line. Wow. I had a feeling Ooh. you were going to be
1: close. Jeez. Good pull. Good pull.
0: Good good answer. Respect there.
1: In 2001, which country made an official $1 Pikachu coin that was legal tender <laughs> to be used in that country? Japan. Nope. No? And I would have given you credit on uh, the, the neighboring country as well, because it's the nation of Niu, an island nation northeast of New Zealand. I would have given credit for New Zealand on that <laughs> one as well. I knew it wasn't Japan. That'd be way too easy. <laughs> so we're both O for 3?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the island of Niu. <laughs> N-I-U-E. Oh, I have... Not done the world in quite some time. And even when I did, I got Japan wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> I swear. Uh, all right, here we go. Question four for Bill. This is getting okay. pretty intense. This is yeah, pretty
1: I know. Tie game going into round four. I don't feel good about it.
0: <laughs> Which move is TM37?
1: TM37 in... Generation one. Part of me wants to say like double edge, but I, I think it's like, I think it's like reflector, light screen, or something like that. I'm gonna go with light screen. Final answer. Final answer. Oh, it's egg bomb. Oh, okay. But
0: that's but that's a good guess. Those are all three of those are pretty good
1: guesses. I, I almost said rest, but I feel like rest is 43. I had to audible out, but I audible into the wrong answer, so.
0: I looked at the list and, and and took a move
1: that's pretty easy to forget after all these years, so. I mean, I don't think you could really even teach Egg Bomb to more than, like, two different Pokemon.
0: I think so. I think it's just Chansey and Execute.
1: Right. Like, and I don't think I ever used either one of those Pokemon whenever I played Gen 1 ever. It's not an easy quiz.
0: It's not an it's easy not, quiz.
1: It's not an easy quiz. Although, I think you could get this one. Question number four. The Pokemon move Splash that Magikarp has is actually a mistranslation from dra- Japanese to English. What is the English word that most associates with the Japanese version of the move Splash? And I'll I'll give you points for for synonyms. I'm really
0: going with my gut on all these.
1: Yeah. In the answer is not Japan,
0: by the way. <laughs> appreciate that we're getting to the point in the episode where my bladder is screaming so yeah. I I am going to just go with my gut even though it later turns into it does turn into a real move later on. I'm just gonna say flail
1: it's not flail and I I'm not gonna give you credit because the move uh translated is hop
0: okay would I would have okay. given you like
1: jump or leap or something like that but that's hop. fair yeah flail though the- that's a good move
0: yeah, yeah, the fact that it turned into a move made me think maybe that's not the right answer, and because I should have thought of, like, N64, Magikarp, like, the jump game for the mini game, like, because he's just... <coughs> I probably wouldn't connected those two. All right, I'm going to say that we're going into the final question for each of us. This is probably, realistically, the best chance you have of getting one right, I want to say, and I'm, I, I, I hate to admit it, I should have picked a harder question, but, uh... What color is peak? No, I'm just kidding. Um, in Gen One, yeah, how many how many fire type Pokemon are there?
1: Just a hard number of fire type Pokemon.
0: Yeah, and they could have like a, another attribute too. But how many Pokemon have a like fire type? Have is fire at type. Least one of their types. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not gonna give you a clock or anything. You take your time. You think about it.
1: My initial thought is nine, but let me let me double check my brain real quick. Take your time. Because we got the Charizard Line, Vulpix, Growlithe, Magmar, Moltres. And that puts us at 9. Flareon puts us at 10. Uh, We got Ponytail, Rapidash, 12. 12, final answer. 12 is the right answer. Ding, 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 let's go, baby. (laughs) We got one. All right, that was a good question. I liked that. Yeah, that was a, a fair,
0: legitimate think about it, got it kind of question. Good. That didn't take you, like, more than a minute. That you just knew it that was very impressive
1: all righty and now i have a question i think you might be able to get this pikachu is the official mascot of pokemon however he wasn't alone on the chopping board when they were deciding this who is the pokemon that was originally going to be the official pokemon mascot instead of pikachu
0: that's clefairy
1: it's clefairy yes
0: yes let's go
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, it's Clefairy. Wow, I was
0: a little worried that we may even get answers to our own, like to each other's questions simply by like looking up questions for one another. So right. I was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna pick something that he's gonna be like, oh yeah, I just studied that and I I definitely saw that. I knew that Clefairy thing for a few years, but um, I've seen it on Instagram and, and you know through different things mm. but i actually just saw it recently too when i was looking up your question so it was very fresh that was a it is a good question i just got lucky that i have known it already for a little bit yeah no good job dude thank you you
1: as well yeah we both 20 percenters baby hey we're both gonna have to buy each other a small fry from wendy's that sounds good to me we'll enjoy them it's a deal tip of the hat to your game sir dude tip of the hat to you two very well played that's that's Pokémon. Tony, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the class about about Pokémon Gen 1? Just anything you want to add?
0: Pokémon is more than a game now. It's it's life and there's nothing else I could say. It's that good. I mean,
1: it's that life-changing. A- after 30 years, how could it not be? Yeah. <laughs> Just They won. That's it. It's that easy.
0: It's it's actually the 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 most Sorry to cut you off. The Yeah, yeah. Like, Highest-selling franchise of anything in history. Pokemon, yes. More than Disney, more than anything, it's Pokemon is number one, which I think is really, really cool because it deserves it. It's way better than Disney.
1: Way better than Disney. Yo, we don't talk about Bruno. No, we don't talk about Disney being freaking second place to the actual goat franchise. Pokemon. Bah! Yo, Mickey Mouse, not even the best mouse in media that goes Ooh. to pikachu baby Ooh, get them but what are your guys thoughts on uh pokemon let us know on uh twitter or youtube and uh you could be our listener of the week
0: super simple you'll leave a comment most likely you're the listener of
1: the week it's it's literally that easy it's so easy so tip of the hat tony tip of the hat you got one do I? Oh, I thought you were going to tell me <laughs> yours.
0: No, I, I got no, no tips this week. It's it's been a, that McDonald's thing just happened like under a week ago. It, it's it's Ooh. been a, it's been a, <laughs> an interest, no, it's uh, been a good week I think, but not good enough for me to be going around tipping hats. I mean that's just absurd.
1: All right, I got a tip of the hat. So uh, I do occasionally use food delivery services, and. I know that one is better than the other, from scientific research, based on <laughs> my personal experience, which is totally anecdotal. But normally, I order my food from Uber Eats, but I, I threw a curveball and ordered from uh, Grubhub. Ooh! And dang it, if the Grubhub driver didn't get here just like twenty minutes quicker, and the wow. food was still the food was still actually hot. I don't know what they're doing different with Grubhub, but I had a really good experience thanks to uh, Grubhub, and I would use them again.
0: Wow. Good to know.
1: Like, the fries were still hot and crisp. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough Like, I can't do that if I'm the delivery person for myself. Like, I can't (laughs) order French fries from anywhere and still have them be good by the time I get home.
0: I was going to say that.
1: But the fact that somebody else did it you know god bless that person maybe have a little deep
0: fryer in the passenger side
1: you know what not like just or even just like a little air fryer
0: oh yeah we just got an air fryer actually i think it's fantastic Uh,
1: do you love it oh my god
0: oh it's crispy but it's perfect
1: Uh, One of my favorite uh kitchen items just bar none
0: yeah it's nice to have uh tip of the hat to air fryers tip yeah i could tip my hat to an air fryer it's pretty good
1: um got any wags though you know the juicy stuff i got a wag oh hit me now this this one hurts because it it's my nintendo switch oh and i'm having an issue right now and i think i've talked to tony about this who's tony uh my friend who i do a podcast with you might have heard of it it's called the games of our lives and if you're a listener you're a member of the ghoul squad
0: it's called the games of our lives podcast and you could be part of the ghoul squad just by listening to it it's that easy that sounds so cool
1: and easy that's what i'm saying uh, you know and it's as easy as leaving a comment anywhere on socials to become a listener of the week you know what i'm saying that sounds so unbelievably easy and cool absolutely that's what i'm saying
0: wow tip of the hat to you
1: yeah, tip of the hat to you buddy appreciate that appreciate you switch of the uh switch of the finger wag of the finger to my uh switch dock because it is kind of actively dying although it's it's been behaving better the last couple days and i i ended up not going out to get the switch oled because i was like it could just be the dock but wag of the finger to the switch dock for maybe dying and me being sad boy about it 'cause I don't want to I don't even want to spend like $80 on a new dock. Like I just want to keep this switch. I've had it for 5 years. Yeah,
0: you shouldn't have to buy a new dock. I think, you know, the quality of the product shouldn't. Like my N64 still works, you know. My Sega Genesis, all my consoles, my Nest, my Sna- like they all work. Like why I don't have to spend $80. If I do, it's a whole new console.
1: Right. If if I'm going to drop like a clean hundo, I might as well just buy a whole console.
0: <laughs> exactly yeah that's a that's a a stupid thing to to break Um, just
1: like i guess a wag of the finger to like nintendo's management of hardware for the switch in general i mean look look at them joy cons be drifting they think it's tokyo out here
0: (laughs) haven't had that problem but definitely a lot of people have so yeah they gotta right they got you just gotta work on your quality you know you have you have the world in your hands like literally now just make it good
1: Tony, do you have a wag of the finger?
0: Hmm. Nah.
1: All right. Then, Tony, what video games have you been playing this week?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm very, very happy to say, with a little asterisk, that we, my friend and I, beat Sonic 2.
1: Hey! So you got
0: all the Chaos Emeralds. We did. The The exact story is this. we, The first time we played it, week one, we failed at getting the seventh chaos emerald. We thought we could beat the game but we couldn't get to the final zone. We were in that weird contraption with three spiky balls and we died a bunch of times. Had a million continues somehow and we couldn't beat it. And then the second time we got supersonic. It was cool as hell. And we the first time, I'm sorry, we actually didn't get um never mind. Never mind. Back back to the story. Um we got supersonic pretty like halfway through the game i want to say and then my friend i walked out of the room and my friend got a game over and then i think he hit a instead of start or something and the title screen came back on so we were pretty much where we were gonna be um i like that last part and sky chase zone i think it is and uh that was it we, we we didn't get to do it again, so 0 for two. Except we got Supersonic, which was really cool to me. And then a couple days ago, we uh we got six Chaos Emeralds in like the first two like zones. I think we had five Chaos Emeralds by like the second yeah by the second act, and we got Supersonic. We got that seventh Chaos Emerald really really early by like the third zone I think, and uh, maybe even earlier, and. We just progressed right along through the game. We had Super Sonic for that spiky ball thing, and it was just, like, invincibility, just, like, can't be messed with. And then on our last run, we got to Metal Sonic after that. In our last run, um, we actually did the Metal Sonic glitch where we hit him on the left side of the screen, and he turned into, like, two floating flames, and the game is just, like, stuck forever there. That's like, a known glitch, I guess. And we yep. were like, what, what the hell, you know? So we, uh... We restarted the game, and we didn't have any continues. We let the time go out. We died, and it was game over. We're like, that sucks. So we did a thing called uh, Input the Cheats and uh, use the cheat to uh, give ourselves... I think it's like the... Level select cheat you put in first, and then when you're in level select, you do another, like, sound test thing, and you get all the Chaos Emeralds, so we just gave ourselves all the Chaos Emeralds, put us right back to Metal Sonic, and I watched my friend beat it, we went back and forth, and he ultimately found the strat for beating the big uh, Robotnik bot. And, uh, I thought that last fight was gonna be much harder, but if you're patient, every time he lands, his, like, belly comes forward, you hit him, you run away, and you do that like nine times, and you beat him. So we beat bada it, bing, we got bada the- boom. That was it, got the alternate ending, it was a glorious moment, and, uh, I could say now we've beaten Sonic 1 and 2, and now I'm petrified of number 3, but that is coming soon.
1: Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome.
0: Thank you. What about you? What have you been playing?
1: Uh, so, a couple of games- you know, I, I've been streaming on my Twitch channel uh, some Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney as well as a little Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness peppering in a little Mario Kart 8 Deluxe there. That's been a good time. That's been a really good time. I for, I always forget how good Phoenix Wright is and every time I revisit it, I'm always just a big fan of what's happening. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should try this game. It's called Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton. I think it would be awesome. I think it'd be fantastic really worth trying. You know, I'd let you borrow the game.
0: Wow, thank you very much. If everyone else <laughs> knew what we were talking about, they might find it funny.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> a little backstory on that. Maybe about, I don't know, this had to have been like five, six years ago. I was still living at home, and uh, I was really into the new Phoenix Wright game that came out, Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton. I beat it, and, you know, I was like, Tony, dude, like, I know you've been trying to, like, get into the franchise. I'm telling you, this game is a lot of fun. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. You should totally check it out. And he's like, all right, cool. I lend him the game, and I think I, like, ask him maybe, like, two months later. Just, like, <laughs> we were hanging out, and I was like, oh, dude, like, by the way, like, what do you think about Phoenix Wright so far? And he's like, I played it. What did you like? You played it for, like, 30 minutes, and you hated it, <laughs> and you never touched it again. <laughs>
0: That sounds about right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's Tony's thoughts on that game. But uh, the other games I've been playing, I actually finished Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, uh, a much shorter game than I remembered it being. Kind of ripped through that. That was only like a 20-hour game, maybe. Really? Yeah. I I mean, like, you just, I just went through and just played all of the story missions and just kind of tried to, like, grind through. But, yeah, relatively short game. And, listen, your boy was using cheaty cheats of course oh come on hey hey the game says cheats are in the game so you're gonna use them and let's That's be real fair. the most fun part about grand theft auto is playing with cheats anyway if you think that i'm not gonna play as cj flying around on a little jet pack you're out of your mind <laughs> <laughs> you get yourself into hot water you you go whoop i'm flying away <laughs> Uh, but the game that I've really sunk my teeth into these last few days, uh, specifically, is one that I don't think I ever really saw myself playing, and it's kind of a surprise title even for myself. Sid Meier Civilization? It's Sid Meier Civil. No, it's Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, I'm playing the Deluxe Edition on the Nintendo Switch, and it is a, uh, it is a pretty in-depth JRPG from Squeenix, and... I will say banger soundtrack just wow. first off the tip first thing like the music is insane so good I'm I want to say like six chapters deep there's like three Xenoblade games that are out right now and there's like it's Xenoblade Chronicles Xenoblade Chronicles X and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and then Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming out in the fall so I I know it's a tall order but I want to try to beat them all by the time three comes out but we'll see we'll see hmm. i mean they're they're like big boy rpgs <laughs> and i feel like they're gonna be like 150 to 200 hours a piece so big big tall order there it's pretty tall yeah any other games you've been playing
0: a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff mostly yeah i've been kind of slowing down on the youtube videos been playing a lot of pokemon go battling and stuff getting hooked on that again and, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not not too much. A little bit of Super Smash Brothers Melee. Been playing Slippy. Been playing online a little bit. Is trying to get better. My old roommate is just, like, getting ridiculously good at Melee. And it's, like, so cool to watch him, like, do all this advanced tech stuff and crazy movement around the stage. And putting 100 inputs in just to, like, jump and do an attack a certain way. And it's, uh, yeah. It's been fun. I've been having a lot of fun with it.
1: Oh, that's awesome, dude. Now, we've come to the time of the episode where we have to mention the listener of the week. No, we don't. We have a listener of the week. No, we don't. Yes, we do. And I'm actually getting to the point in my life where I don't, I don't remember who we've claimed as a listener of the week yet. Because <laughs> we've had enough where I don't remember now, and I need to start writing it down.
0: We have to go back and listen to every episode and figure it out, I
1: think. I'd rather just cancel the whole podcast. All right, never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, the the listener of the week that we're going to claim this week, whether you like it or not, is the man, the myth, the legend, Odin Spack, who might have been a listener of the week already. I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. If you haven't been one yet, well, congratulations. You are now. Bow, 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 bow. Ah! Listener of the week! Listener of the week? Yes, 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 yes! Oh, we listening, we listening to we the listening. listener we of listening. the week. Ghoul, baby, ghoul. Welcome to the ghoul squad. of of
0: the week! Congratulations, and thank you That's for awesome listening. Thank you very much for your
1: patronage, and thank everybody else for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot that that y'all listen, and uh, we really, really appreciate you. We had a ton of fun recording this episode, and I hope you guys did as well. You know, wait a minute if, how do how do we how, how how do we even know that that kid listened to the episodes? Uh, because because I I pay attention to socials, you know, like following at Games of Our Pod on Twitter and Instagram and following the show on youtube where where else are you going to interact with us other than there you might be able to interact with us if you go to tony's instagram at the poker rapper i think instagram's dead (laughs) where where can i find you on social these days tony just instagram and
0: youtube at the poker rapper but i feel like instagram is dwindling pretty hard and uh
1: it's it's a rough frontier over on instagram these days
0: It's bad, it's pretty bad, but yeah, if you want to talk to me, you know, holla at your boy, Instagram, uh, you know,
1: I gotta hook you up on, uh, I gotta hook you up on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big Twitter fan, I I really never have been, because my ideas are just so deep and complex, you know what I mean, 140 characters, that's like a couple ingredients on the back of a delicious Cocoa Puffs box, you know what I mean, it's like not enough to cover everything. I want to. Fi- I want to talk to you. I want to. F- I want to talk to you even more
1: than a two-hour episode. You want to talk to me? Well, you can find me at Build the Fajita on basically all socials. I'm on. I'm on uh, YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitch. I'm on LinkedIn. MySpace. LinkedIn. MySpace. I'm on Fiverr. I'm on um, OnlyFans. I'm on.
0: <laughs> You're not OnlyFans, dude.
1: No, not yet. Ah. (laughs) These gamer feet are coming to you soon, probably, or not. Shit. 50th episode special. Woo, damn, boy. But, yeah, that's it. I want to thank you all for watching. Tony, sign us off, my man. Everyone,
0: thank you so much for listening. My name is Tony, alongside the amazing, wonderful, loyal, funny, smart, outgoing, generous, complex, witty, insanely good at games, Bill the Fajita. We love making this podcast for you. We love hanging out and just talking and having our our friendship become stronger through this. It's been nothing but fun. We love Pokemon and talking about all these games. And, um, yeah... We appreciate very much anyone who's listening and uh, just happy to have people enjoy something that we're creating. So enjoy your day, make the most of it, and uh, we'll see you in the next one, baby. Bye.